Pastor Prince Nyafo. And today, God is bringing us a strong word, a sure word, that will establish us in our blessing now and forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We thank you for clarity in word and clarity in hearing and clarity in understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm preaching on what I've titled, Do Not Shut Your Own Door. Do Not Shut Your Own Door. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Jesus is our open door. Jesus is the one who opens a door and shuts doors. If he opens, no man can shut. If he shuts, no man can open. But when you do not enter into an open door, you are in effect shutting your own door. If you have not entered an open door, it means that you are in a shut door. You can shut your own door of blessing and your own door of favor. Not the devil. Today, take the devil out of this. And I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. The word of God is coming to you. Take the devil out of this. You, you can shut your own door of blessing. One way you can forfeit your rights to what belongs to you in Christ is to continue to, to live wrongly and to continue to do wrongly. Your living and your doing has everything to do to your ability to access the blessings God has made available through the Lord Jesus Christ for us. We find an example in this Bible that God has given to us where we see Paul talks about a man in the church of Corinth who was turned over to Satan for the destruction of his body because he wouldn't repent and turn away from his sin. Paul commented about this that was happening in the church, it means that it is good and worthy of notice. Evidently, this man had taken his stepmother away from his father and was living together with his own stepmother as lovers. It is sin to live with a person of the opposite sex with sexual satisfaction, without marriage. It's not acceptable in the church for you to live together with an opposite sex, having sexual activities together, and not married. It's a sin. This man was cohabiting with his stepmother, this is a senior fornicator. 
He has passed girl's, girlfriend, girlfriend. His own father's wife. He snatched the, the, the father's wife from his hands. And the church said nothing about it. And Paul had it. Follow the teaching. Today, it seems that we live in a very porous and a very compromised and promiscuous generation that every manner of immorality is accepted. But God has raised preachers of righteousness, of the kingdom, of the covenant, and we are preaching and telling you today that God is interested in your life, the destiny God has placed in your life must be fully executed in the name of Jesus. Living with someone of the opposite sex when you are not married is sin. And believers who do that will eventually be judged by God himself. Failure to judge sin and wrongdoing can eventually result in a believer's being turned to suffering. God can give you over to the devil to be punished. God can give you over to situations to be drilled. They will forfeit their right to the blessing of God. They will forfeit their right to the favors of God. If you, you, you live in sin, you bring judgment on yourself. But the Bible said that if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Paul said he was surprised that the church of Corinth were silenced on this and did nothing about it. Now, brother, listen to me. My sister, listen to me. If you are in a church and you go wrong and your pastor speaks about it or your departmental leader speaks about it, or your friend or another brother or another sister in the church confronts you on it. Don't allow your ego to deny you a time of refreshing. Why are you judging me? Why are you judging me? Are you married? Why are you judging me? Nobody is judging you. But your brother loves you so much enough to step on your toe and bring you to your senses. Be humble. Accept it. There are some people when they go to church and their pastor is preaching on a subject. And say, eh, somebody has gone to report me. Somebody has gossiped. This church is there. There are too many gossip people in the church. And, this, and they, they, really, they are not also perfect. But the little thing we do, look, shame on you. Shame on you. Paul had it. The church did nothing about it. Paul said, no, I will not sit down. I will not sit down. He wrote to them and addressed the case. Your pastor should not always be clapping for you. Your pastor is not just a friend. Your pastor is not just your biological brother or biological sister. Your pastor is a shepherd. God gave him to you to feed you, to guide you. He will give account of you. God will tax him to give account of you. So if you go to church and your pastor is preaching and it comes to your direction because 
You are walking in a kind of dark. You cannot live with sin under grace. Any message that encourages you in your sin with a kind, there's no problem with the message of grace. But a lot of the grace preachers have compromised on the message of grace. Yeah. Paul, the originator, the, not the originator, the originator of grace is Jesus. But the one who introduced it to the new church or the New Testament church, Paul, he was the one addressing this. If it was one of these days grace preachers, they would say, oh, it doesn't matter. Let the brother be there. Let the brother be there. The grace of God will handle it. Paul literally pointed his finger. Now, we're going to look at the scripture, and it will bring you. He said he was surprised that the church was comfortable with the brother. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. May the Lord help us all. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1. I want to choose a very nice version, the ESV version of the Bible. The title of that chapter is Sexual Immorality Defiles the Church. Sexual Immorality Defiles the Church. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. Hey! Somebody in the church possibly, or outside the church, somebody in the community had gone to report it to Paul. It might have come from another brother in the church. If you are in a kind of sin, and a brother brings it to the knowledge of your pastor or a friend, and they are trying to help you, listen to me, humble yourself. And know from whence where you are fallen. And ask the Holy Ghost to restore you and your joy in the faith. Than for you to allow your ego. One of the reasons Jesus overcame the devil in his temptations in Matthew chapter 4. Was that Jesus did not allow his ego. Because the devil said, you are the son of God, command this stone. He said, no, no, he is not going to use his ego. Yes, I'm the son of God. No, he didn't. He focused on the word of God. Your place of focus should be on the word of God, not on your ego. So Paul said that it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife. Even the pagans, the heathen, the worldly people will not do this. But there is a brother, a brother, a brother. That word brother in our days, it has been defiled. My brother, my brother, my brother. Because your brother is not reporting you in your sin, you have identified yourself. My brother, my brother, my brother, my brother. There is a brother in the church who has taken the father's wife and is camping here in his house. And you people have said nothing. That was how Paul was talking. Verse 2, he said, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. Yeah. Most times the brothers, when they fall, 
Instead of believing God for mercy and grace to get up, they will find scriptures in the Bible to defend their immorality. When you go and talk, they will say you are a preacher of judgment and criticism. Paul said that you ought to be mourning, but you are arrogant. You are full of ego, pride. And we, we preach grace in pride. And we make sinning and grace almost liked. But may God forgive us. May God forgive. May you not shut your own door. Follow the reading. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. God, Paul had a judgment. He has taken a decision on him. He has taken an action on the boy. He has taken an action on the young man. Look, if you love somebody and the person is a Christian and the person is going wrong and you don't prompt the person, you are a wicked person. Yeah. You are a wicked person. You are a wicked. You are not a lover to the person. Paul took a decision. Paul judged the case. Paul, he said, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But this man did not judge himself. You think you are a fornicator. They are senior men. Wabumu PhD. Today you are not saying amen on the screen. Verse 4. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus. So Paul was not there. He had it. That means, sometimes it's a blessing for you to be true. This was a church that was full of spiritual gifts. The church of Corinth manifested the, the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Gifts of healing. It was actually the church of, 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 of Corinth that Paul taught the gift of the Holy Spirit. But whilst the gift was manifesting, there were some people who were heavily fornicating. And they are, they are in the church today, including Caris Temple. They are in the church. They can be ushers, they are fornicating. Choristers, they are still in bed with fornication. Immorality has been applauded. But you see, God is raising another generation. The righteous man shall fall by his arise, but we fall and we lay bare on that floor. But today, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, struggling with that part of Adamic nature. But I pray for you that your mind will be consumed with the word of God, that you break free from that addiction in the name of Jesus. You are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. This man did not judge himself for the sin he was committing. He, was, he didn't care. He didn't care. And there are many of us, we don't care because when God is not doing anything, God is not doing anything. If God will kill me, he'll kill me. God doesn't need to kill you for you to know that what you are doing is wrong. He's not killing you because he loves you. 
He was turned over to Satan to be punished, to be pruned. He started having, sometimes your demonic attack is not the devil. Satan has no power over the redeemed life. You shut your own opinion. You allow him. Oh, but when I'm being a God loves me. God loves everybody, my brother. God loves everybody. God loves the homosexual. God loves the weed smoker. God loves the lesbian. God loves Adolf Hitler. God loves Saddam Hussein. God loves Gaddafi. God loves everyone. God loves trees. God loves animals. God loves dogs. God loves his creation. He said everything that God did, he saw that it was good. He loved it. Even trees, God loved it. But you see, we are not talking about the people God loves. We are talking about the people who love God. We are talking about the people who love God. Dogs can love God. Trees can love God. God loved Adolf Hitler, but it is said that he killed almost 6 million German descendants from the Jews. 6 million. That was his evil agenda, but God loved him. For God so loved the world. So stop going around and bragging, God loved me, God loved me, finding scriptures and theories to back yourself in your sin. If you love God, you get out from that sin. If you love God, you get out from that wayward way. If you love God, you will stay in the path of righteousness. If you love God, you will walk in the light of the world. If you love God, you allow the Holy Ghost to lead you. If you love God, if you love God, for all things work together for them who love him and are called according to divine purpose. For we know that all things work together. Those who love him, the question I'm asking you today, do you love God? Are you a lover of God? Lovers of God experience open heavens. Hallelujah. Later on, this brother who was given to Satan eh, was, was, was liberated. He repented. And came back to church. Next time on our broadcast, we are going to follow, we are going to continue from this point. I want you to begin to pray to God right now. Just begin to ask God for that grace. Just ask God for a heart to love him. 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 He loves you so much. He cares about you so much. He's full of love for you so much. It is time for us to also love him. It's time for us to express our love. Lovers of God express their love to God. I want you to begin to pray. Ask God to give you a heart to love him. A heart to fall in love with him. God loves you but we are yet to fall in love with him. We are falling in in love with the world. We are falling in love with sin. We are falling in love with immorality. But in this generation, if God is going to pick a man to, to make an announcement in this generation, God is going to look for a lover of him. God is going to look for a lover of him. Come out from amongst them and be ye separated and accept the call of God. Accept the mandate of God to lead the, this generation into righteousness and holiness, into righteousness and power, into righteousness Righteousness and into the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Ladana Kapali Bataya. Kata. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. We know we will get there. We know we are coming back. We know we will get there. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. And um, we're going to see you in the next broadcast.
and the Lord is going to be with you. The Lord is going to bless you. Meet us once again. We'll continue. God bless you. Bye-bye.